welcome to this episode of Say Something Interesting. This is the follow-up podcast for Eastlake Tri-Cities Church in Kennewick, Washington. Oh, are we in Kennewick now? Oh, oh, sorry. You know what? I say that because (laughs) I live in Kennewick. Anyway, in Washington, Tri-Cities, Washington. There you go. There we go. And um... (laughs) her face is so red right now. She stresses about the opening already. I so do. He's dropping. Always like. We're uh, coming to you from Prosser, Washington. (laughs) Anyway, I'm Megan. Hi, I'm Brent, everybody. <laughs> Welcome. We're glad that you uh, tuned in. However, you found us, we're glad that you are listening. And uh, it's been a fun, a fun week. It's been a week of semi back to somewhat normal. It's starting to warm up around here. Kids are going somewhat back to school. We've got another sick kiddo at home this morning, so that's not right. But that's all right. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did week three of our our Wear Love series, and uh, yeah, life's pretty life's pretty good. Like we're yeah. starting to kind of emerge from winter a touch. Just a little bit. Which is good. Yeah. You had a fun weekend. You told me a little bit about... Uh, I, had a, I planned a gender reveal party yesterday. Which is awesome. Yeah. So you're the Super secret fun. keeper. I was the secret keeper. You got an envelope from the uh uh-huh. Well, my, I got people. it from my friend, but okay. like, she got it from the ultrasound people. <laughs> you better... <Yeah>. That's trusting. <laughs> yeah. She didn't look. Third hand information. Uh, <laughs> oh, okay. Got no, it. it was like an actual ultrasound. Oh, so okay. I got it. It wasn't just like... Anyway, I was kind of not expecting an actual ultrasound, and then I opened it, and it was, was the, like... Inside of a cake, or a cupcake, or a balloon, no, or we did do? the big black balloon, and okay. then they had their four-year-old daughter pop it, uh, and it was like... Disappointment or joy? Um, I think it was like surprise, a little disappointment from their daughter. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, I, they were all expecting a girl, and so I think they were kind of shocked. Yeah. I think there was a little, yeah. <laughs> Just and, my favorite part. Yeah. Because <laughs> uh, Gary Goldman's my one of my favorite comedians, and he has mm-hmm. a bit on gender reveal parties. Like, I don't get it. Like, why are you shocked? You've never flipped a coin <laughs> and been like, what? Heads? <laughs> are you freaking kidding me right now with his heads? Yeah. <laughs> Like 50-50, man. Yeah. Anyways. Uh, they just all were like, oh, I think it's a girl. I think it's a girl. So. Yeah. Um, and then I think, anyways. Is it yeah. their first boy? Um. In their family, yeah, because okay. they have a daughter, they have an older daughter, and then they're having a boy now. Nice, so, but not in like their immediate family, not in their like extended. family. And you were able though. to keep it a secret. You weren't like dropping hints, hints along the way. Uh, no, I was able to do really well. The only person I told my boyfriend because he wasn't able to be there, and so I was like, "Oh, I'll tell him." And then, um, when at one point, because I was like the organizer, so I was running around kind of crazy. But at one point, I did sit down and was like eating the food we had. And my friends were like, so what did you think it was before you saw the results? Oh, yeah, that's a fun conversation. I was like, I just didn't say anything to any of them. I was like, no comment. (laughs) No comment. I just like sat and ate. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. That's good. I uh, Pretty chill weekend for us. I did get a new phone. You're looking at the new phone. It's it's the new iPhone, which is pretty exciting. My my old phone, uh, like literally... Like one day, just decided that the antenna did not want to work, <laughs> and uh, so tried to fa- try to call in and do the factory reset. Tried to do all this, and they said, "Yeah, sometimes the iPhone six just like decides it doesn't want to work anymore." <laughs> and uh, it's I here's what I was thinking now the other day. Like, so my phone was I think six years old, five or six years mm-hmm. old. I couldn't tell you a time where it was off for like more than an hour. Yeah. Um, so for a computer basically to be running <laughs> six years straight, that's pretty significant. Like mm-hmm. kudos, like a good run for you. <laughs> like I get that's how you're justifying it. Yeah, anyway. like yeah. I mean, I plug you in at night, and I don't use you as much, but yeah. I never turn it off. So it's always like connecting to something. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. So 
Um, anyways, the uh, the new one is called the excess. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what my wife calls it because <laughs> it's a little excessive. It's the excess, but it's a little excessive because it's got some some fun some fun like uh, weird stuff that I don't know that we'll ever use, but it's nice. <laughs> I like it. It feels very expensive, Ooh. and like you know, you don't want to mm-hmm. like drop it or do anything to it. We're in that like weird mode where we're like super careful with our phones right now. Yeah. So that's kind of a fun deal. That is fun. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It's kind of different. Fun to get new things. Once in a while. Yeah. Especially in excess. <laughs> you don't need it. <laughs> awesome. Uh, all right. So let's jump into uh, let's jump into our, yeah. our talk from Sunday because uh, I, I I mentioned to you uh, in between services uh, that uh, this is this is not like the, it was very different from our very first two. Um, and nobody really likes to talk about original sin, yeah. <laughs> and you, it's not really something you think would come up in sort of a series on outreach. But when it comes to like, why do I want to do these really nice things? I think it's really, really important to be like, uh, like you don't like, <laughs> like that thing that's in you that actually wants you to do it is not even you. So don't let's not take credit for things yeah. that isn't even us. Like that's that's the image of God's imprinted on you that is like. That's why I want to do these things. And when you can take it in that realm, then it's it moves it out of the motives of me just trying to be a good person. And why not? Because the fear of that is, I know a lot of people who are not really into Jesus, but are like really good people. So why not just be just a really good person? Mm-hmm. Can't we just settle for that? Isn't that enough? Um, and I would say, even if they are not, uh, they are not, they don't ascribe it to a religious moralism as a foundation for why they do good things. Like that's still imprinted on, uh, them that even if they don't give God the credit or don't even believe in His existence, I still think that uh, it's it's kind of inscribed on them, which is why it's so fulfilling. Which is why you can walk away from something and be like, "I am poorer than when I first started. Um, I have less time for myself than when I first started." But you know what? That doggone it feels good. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that when you're doing what you're supposed to be doing, that's kind of a, a level of fulfillment and purpose and meaning that you just can't find anywhere else. Um, but I do think it comes. Uh, from being uh, imago day made in the image of God, so yeah. that was kind of kind of like yeah. the overall thought on. And I would it. say, like, if you don't if you don't ascribe that to God, then when you fail at being a good person, which you inevitably will, right? Um, it's like the impact of that is so much more significant. But when you're ascribing those that piece of you to God, when you fail at it, you're like, okay, well, I made That's, a mistake, but I got in my own way. Yeah, I right? got in my own way. Like I made a mistake. Like. But God is big enough to help me through this moment and like bring me back towards being closer to that version of him that's inside of me, you know. So. Which is why Paul's prayer at the very end of that in verse 25 is so critical. It's mm-hmm. the whole God help me to do this with my mind even when my body when when my body yeah. fails me, when yeah. I when I get in the mode of doing it and thinking, Boy, these people are lucky to have me. Boy, mm-hmm. I don't know where this nonprofit would be if it wasn't for volunteers like me. Boy, <laughs> you know. I give so much or do, you know, whatever. I can point to this like badge of honor or stars or whatever you want to, you know, gold stars of achievement for how, how good of a person I am. Um, and we just, uh, it was kind of a beat down Sunday a little bit. But that's <laughs> it was I'm. a little bit on the depressing side, but yep. like just in a like, oh yeah, that's true about me kind of way. Not in a like, I'm going to go cry about but it or something. I but I think getting into that mindset helps sustain you in the long haul. Mm-hmm. For being a person who makes this a pattern in your life. Like, my goal is to not, as a result of this series, for you to be excited in the short term about doing something for somebody, right? I want you to have 
a drive inside of you that understands um, this is not like I'm going to do something to achieve something, and I just need to get inspired to do it. I need to, if you can preach an, an aspiring, uh, inspiring enough message, or if I can watch an inspiring enough uh, documentary, or or show, or teaching, or podcast, or whatever, then I'll go do something. Well, that relies on other. That's like an external motivation. This mm-hmm. far, this like, hopefully comes into an internal motivation to be like, okay, this is part of what it means to be made in the image of God and living that out. Um, so anyways, yeah. I, I hope it's, I hope it's more sustainable. That's the reason why we, why we do that kind of stuff. Yeah. But uh, anything else that stood out to you in, in terms of the, uh, the, the talk, whether the, uh, are you a bachelor fan? I am a bachelor fan. Are you watching this season? I am not. I, I bring that up. If you're, if you're, uh, yeah. if you did not, we're not there on Sunday and this is the only thing you listen to, then you're like, where did that come from? Uh, because the topic, the title of the thing was here for the right reasons. Yeah. And, uh, we showed a fantastic clip. Oh, so um, good. Of, of it, and, and uh, honestly, the video clip was four minutes long. I literally cut it down to a minute. And yeah, it, it was it like was too minutes. much at a minute. Like <laughs> it's way too much at a minute. It was just a minute of all of the people ever on the Bachelor or Bachelorette saying, "I'm here for the right reasons." Yeah, and I don't think that person's here for the yeah. right reasons. Oh, they're here for the right reasons. I'm here for the right reasons. But it I was, clearly am. It was just a whole like, and the fact that they could get four minutes of video of like individual clips of people saying that. Yeah. Wow. Are you okay with the repetitive nature? Not just of um, for the right reasons, but like literally The Bachelor is like, yeah. it feels like the same show every year. And I, I guess the difference this year is Colton jumped the fence. Is it Colton still? Is that who it is? Uh, sure. Okay. Yeah, he jumped the fence and that was like a, oh, oh man, yeah. he might be, what's he doing? Is he leaving? He was like, <laughs> I'm done with this. I'm done with this. Um, uh, and then I think that yeah. episode showed I last week, but don't, I don't know. like I don't watch it because I don't really <gasps> Wait, watch TV. I thought right you just now. said you watched it. Though. I do, like I have. I don't, I'm not watching this season. Oh, okay. But that's not. It's a more of a. So that's interesting of... because it is one of the like people used to watch shows together. Like they talk about water mm-hmm. cooler TV, right? Um, where Seinfeld used to be something everybody would watch on whatever night it was that it came on TV, and then you'd talk about it the very next day. Mm-hmm. And in this day and age of on-demand TV shows with Hulu and Netflix and the way that they do things, there really is no great water-cooler TV. Uh, um, I was listening to a Bill Simmons podcast, and he talks about how this final season of the Game of Thrones is probably the last water-cooler television because it's the only mm-hmm. medium that is like, okay, yeah, Sunday nights at 8 o'clock on HBO, right? Mm-hmm. This Game of Thrones thing is going to come out, and it's six more episodes, and, and on Monday, that's what everybody's going to be talking about. Um, and But for the most part, like all of a sudden, just a, sh- a season will just drop, and you, you watch it in your own time, and you binge it, and you do that. Um, so the thing about the bachelor has been the bachelor watching parties. We're going to watch all these things mm-hmm. together. We're going to, um, do a bracket. We're gonna comp- yeah, we're going to do a bracket <laughs> together. We're going to complain <laughs> about all the stuff. We're going to mm-hmm. do a follow-up podcast, uh, about the bachelor uh, as a result of it, you know, um, which is my favorite part. My yeah. wa- I mentioned my wife and I don't watch this season, uh, but what I do listen to are bachelor, re- <laughs> uh, bachelor recap episodes uh-huh. from uh, Knox and Jamie, uh-huh. um, because I'm, I feel like I can kind of I don't need to watch the show. They watch <laughs> it for me. True. They do the work for me. <laughs> kind of like those of you who come to church and be like, Brent, just read for me. Yeah, and then just tell me what it says. <laughs> I'm like Knox and Jamie. Well, I want you to spend two hours of your life watching tw- twelve minutes of content, mm-hmm. and then just tell me what happens in about a thirty minute episode. Mm-hmm. I'm good with that. Yep. So, 
No, I have like I have consistently watched it. Well, okay, I'll go through phases. Like I'll watch two or three seasons, and then I'll take two or three seasons off, and then I'll watch two or three. You know, yeah, like that kind of a thing. By yourself, or do you watch with friends? Or... Um, I usually watch it by myself. My okay. mom will sometimes like if we're in that like watching the Bachelor season at the same time, we'll talk about how ridiculous it is. Or I have a couple friends who also watch it, and so if they're watching it, I'll we'll talk about it. But um, mostly I watch it by myself. But uh. Yeah, it's just right now I'm in a time where I'm not watching it. And I usually watch it when I kind of, I don't know, I'm craving drama outside of myself. And so <laughs> my <laughs> that, life is uh, already drama like... filled. I want to make sure everybody else is. <laughs> no, or more like my life is really boring and this seems entertaining. Uh, like, I gotcha. <laughs> and I, like, I feel like I could fix all of their issues. Okay. If you'd actually speak to each other and listen, then you would not so, have any of these problems. Let me ask you this. <laughs> You you're uh, you're dating. You're currently dating, yep. and in the, in the time that I've known you, it's been I'm dating, but then I'm not dating. Like you've gone through various seasons on that kind of stuff. Are you more likely to watch it while you're dating somebody, or while you're single and you're like, I'm not in that kind of mindset, so let me kind of observe it. Does that make sense? Sure. Okay. I don't know if I can truly answer that, but right. um, is it more entertaining? Like you say, you say you like the drama yeah. outside of it. Is it because you're in a relationship with like no drama? So you're like, I just, I, I know that there are. I haven't really drama? watched it since I've been in a relationship. Okay, so I'll be honest with you. Okay. Because I'm also doing grad school. So. Oh, okay. Yeah, that that definitely factors <laughs> in too. Um, I think it was more enjoyable when I wasn't like actively dating, though. Yeah. Because it's. I don't, you're like, oh, I could do that so much better. Because <laughs> uh, I've only watched it uh, since I've been married. Because mm-hmm. um, Kyle and I got married at 12 years old. <laughs> and uh, it's fine. And, and so I, it, for me, it's always been the same thought process of, holy crap, I'm so glad I'm not dating again. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yes. Like, oh, man. Thankful I mean, to be past okay, that, but that the Bachelor is not an accurate representation of what it is it's like not, to actually no, date. I, I, so, I, <laughs> <laughs> yes, thank you for that disclaimer. <laughs> for our audience out there who's going, oh, I just I want fireworks after every date. That's what I want. I want uh, what? My our favorite is. Um, Every it seems like every season there's always a helicopter ride. Oh yeah, and they're uh-huh. always blown away. They're like a helicopter ride. <laughs> Who saw that coming? <laughs> I don't know. Every season that's ever yeah. led up to it, fireworks mm-hmm. after a date. I yeah, mean, it's all a it's concert. All. There's always a concert there's, at one oh, date for sure where they have to awkwardly dance in oh, front of so a huge awkward. crowd of people. Yeah, they're like <laughs> acting like everybody's dancing, but nobody else is nope. dancing. It's just you. They're like they, on a stage you gotta, or whatever. Like, yeah, hang off each other for a little bit and the. Some singers like I'm here to promote my single man. I don't yeah. even know who you are. Yep. And I don't care who you are. <laughs> but I do have a new single coming out. Yeah. Uh, so, anyways, yeah. that's all crazy stuff. But uh, <laughs> so the motives, that, the the point of the whole thing was <laughs> they 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 stand in front of a camera and they're always like they're always trying to justify why I'm here. I'm here for the right reasons. I came here to find love. I came mm-hmm. here to find love. I came here to find love. Uh, and when we say, you know, why do you want to serve? Well, I want to wear love. I want to wear love. And oftentimes our motives are even sometimes blinded to us. Sometimes mm-hmm. we're aware, like, nah, kind of, I'm kind of selfish in this. Yeah. <laughs> but a lot of times we're even blinded to our own motives yeah. um, and trying to kind of di- dive down, r- rewind even past that moment mm-hmm. and come up and say, it's really important before you say, before you begin asking the question, well, why am I really here? 
And why am I doing this? Uh, to understand that uh, I know that me myself wouldn't want to do this mm-hmm. um, because I'm selfish and broken and all about me. So if I ever even have an inclination to do that, then that's that's what I feel like is God inside of me. Therefore, it's not it's not rewardable. It's not laudable. It's not exciting that I would be um, so generous with my time. Like that's just I'm becoming more like what God wanted to me to be, which is not an achievement of sorts. And uh, so anyways, yeah. that's that's been the, the take on it. Yeah. I was like the list because in the service you listed like what your actual motives are after. Oh, I just want to wear love. You're like, no, you want the social media post or you feel yeah. guilty or whatever. And the one I was like, oh, yeah, that's me. Guilty right there. I'm like, oh, I should do this because yeah. that's what you're supposed to do. We like the branding yeah. and the look of yeah. a generous a generous, a generous person, <laughs> a generous person. I was gonna like mix generosity, generosity and generous. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. Uh, that's all right. We'll edit that out. I'm sure. Just good at that. False. Uh, it's not. We we always say that, and then we never edit anything. No. Out. That's our that's our big secret. Um, Pretty sure Chris listens to the first like minute and the last minute. He's too. never heard any of this. No. <laughs> I could I could tell you right now that Chris watches the bat. Everybody, Chris watches the Bachelor, and he loves it. <laughs> He stays up at night. Karen Committed doesn't even watch fan. it with him. Uh-huh. He watches it by himself. Mm-hmm. And, and he edited he this podcast. And he could edit this out, but he won't because he never <laughs> listens this far. That was fun. That was great. All right. Uh, let's jump into our something interesting. How does that cool. sound? Well, so I do want to say this. So oh, okay. uh, next week's week four. It's the big finale. Uh, we're talking about the only thing that you've counts. amped it up a lot. So uh, I have, and and I I we we're, we are slowly and surely developing like a curriculum to go along with this. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're going to be launching this whole big thing coming up here in the next month or so. Um, as a result of this series, as a result of kind of our direction that we're going, and just a bunch of crazy, awesome, fun stuff down the pike. Um, so uh, I I do want you. We, we've <clears throat> we've tried to pump up this series as much as we can. And unfortunately, weather has kind of taken us a, a little bit of a turn for us. But um, oh, if you have missed any of those first two parts, or you have to be gone for this fourth one, make sure to watch the talks page or go to the podcast for the, the main thing and, and follow along because critical for us. And we would love to have you be a part of Where Love Part 4 this upcoming weekend, which is also, by the way, Selection Sunday, my uh, favorite, yes, your favorite Sunday of the Sunday. year. Mm-hmm. Oh, Megan, <laughs> this is great. Sun, I was Kylie and I was, were talking about it. Like Sunday, Sunday after church, like once it all gets done, I li- I'm in vacation mode because I leave for Vegas next week, uh, <laughs> and then we'll still have the podcast because I don't leave till Monday night late. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, uh, so I'm in vacation mode, and I get to a selection show Sundays at like two two thirty something like that, and then the brackets are out, and then oh, my mind's just on like, hey, is Wofford gonna take down uh, Chattanooga, Tennessee? <laughs> Who knows? We'll see. So fun. I love it. I love it. Uh, okay. Say something interesting, things that you've, uh, we, we take time every week to be able to say, here's something that we have found, read, watched, experienced that we think is interesting enough for your time. Uh, we try and explain some of it for you to, so that you don't have to like go and as, invest as much time as we did. Uh, but uh, there's also then next steps. We also, I've been actively active on our Twitter. I don't know if you have seen that, uh, but trying to provide links to anything that, uh, that you may have heard about that you want to investigate even further. So, and we'll continue to do so, but you want to start us off? Sure. Go for it. Uh, so mine is kind of like a conversation starter, something interesting. So about a month ago, there was a story that came out about a man in Colorado 
named, what's his name? Um, Travis Kaufman. And he was going on a run in the mountains and a mountain lion attacked him. It was a juvenile mountain lion. And he ended up um, like... Killing with his bare hands. Yeah. No, he like ended up getting his foot on its neck and like suffocating the mountain yeah, lion. I heard yeah, about this. Right? Crazy. So he like got in an actual like wrestling match with this mountain lion and then ended up suffocating it. And I, they like... <laughs> Tapped rolled, him out. They like rolled down a gully and like just... It's the craziest story ever. So it, it definitely did its rounds on the like national media um, outlets, news outlets. But I, it, whenever I read about it, I think... Would I be able to do something like that? Oh. <laughs> right? Hey, I'm not saying anything bad against you, but the answer is no. The answer is definitely because no. Because the answer for me is the same. Yeah. It's still no. Yeah. So, which makes me think, because you know the flight, fight, freeze, those like instincts oh, yeah. or whatever, right? I'm totally a freezer. So, if you scare, if you come up behind me and scare me for real, I just like stand there, right? In shock. In shock. And then once I've recovered, then I get kind of, I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't believe you did that. Anyway, but I just, I'm a freezer. And so I, I know for sh- a fact that I w- there's no way on this earth that I would be able to fight off a mountain lion and kill it with my bare hands. I just know that about myself. Um, so I, but every time I read a story about someone surviving some sort of animal attack or something like that, I think of that. And then it also reminds me, so last spring break, my dad and I went to, um, like Dayton, there's like a, a reserve in like the Dayton area. And we went on like this little like hike nature walk and there were absolutely zero other people there. And there were these like, so the way the trail is, there's like these kind of this like hill with a bunch of like craggy rocks in it that definitely, and I was like, dad, what are the chances there are mountain lions up there? And he's like, pretty high. The <laughs> whole time, the whole time I was like, did you hear something? Yeah. <laughs> Totally nervous. Do you think? Do you think something's over there? Did he bring uh, any sort of gun along? No, no. Because my dad's not that kind of. Yeah. Like we're not those kind of people. Yeah. Um, like people that want to live on wilderness hikes. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> we just aren't like gun people. I totally get it. And I'm um, not. I'm not. Uh, I'm not a get my head bitten off by a mountain lion type of person. Which is so. totally fine. <laughs> like I probably would have felt a lot better if someone had a gun. Yeah. Like, sure. <laughs> sure. But we just aren't those kind of people, and yeah. so. Um, and my dad's a little bit of a like hippie wildlife kind of person. And yeah. so like that, he's like, Megan, it's totally fine. Mountain lions call those types of people delicious is what they call them. <laughs> but see, I'm pretty sure my dad is someone who probably could fight off a mountain lion yeah? and kill okay. it. Like, All right. I don't think I've ever met your dad. Yeah. Now he, I want to though. I know. He's not like, he wouldn't, he doesn't look like someone who would do that. But in the moment, I'm pretty sure he's someone that could do that. Yeah. He raised, he raised coyotes in college for like his graduate degree and a couple of them got out one time and the way that he got them back in was he ran until they chased him and then he let them like bite his coat and then threw them over the fence wow yeah so he came home pretty tore up and my mom was like what the heck happened but that so in my head i'm like i bet he could do something with a mountain lion crazy but literally the whole time i was like do you think we should go back i think it's okay I was like nervous the whole time. And I was like, calm down. They're not even going to worry about us. <laughs> yeah. That's hilarious. Uh, so, yeah, that's my something interesting. All right. Uh, mine has <laughs> to do with uh, another documentary that uh, we've been watching recently. It's called Leaving Neverland. It's on HBO. 
and it is about Michael Jackson and all of the controversy surrounding all of those things, which took place. I, I was watching the dates come through on the uh, on the like the on the documentary, and I was pretty young, so I here I do remember controversy surrounding Michael, and I remember my parents being like, "You're not going to listen to his music." And I'd be like, "Yeah, but Thriller's so good, right?" Um, <laughs> Uh, but uh, I, I do remember watching his uh, Pepsi uh, halftime show um, and some other things. Anyways, uh, this documentary came out, and then, and then obviously when he passed away a few years ago, that was kind of a big deal and, and made the made the big news. Uh, but this documentary came out just recently, just a couple of weeks ago. It popped up on our screen at least, and uh, features kind of two boys who are they're they're adult males now who, who come out and talked about uh the sexual abuse history of kind of being one of his little special friends special mm -hmm. buddies or whatever um and the uh it, it's a really insight it's it's really hard to watch like ah they they do disclaimers at the very beginning like hey if this is like sensitive content for you like you know, be careful. This is we're not this is not we're not holding back on it. And it is a documentary, right? Mm -hmm. So you also have to be like Nobody comes at things from an unbiased perspective. However, there are just so much stuff going on with this that you're mm -hmm. like, oh, man, this is crazy town type of stuff. So it was interesting to see kind of the backdrop of of how uh, of what was taking place kind of behind the scenes in, in a world that we kind of didn't have full privy to, um, obviously. Uh, and it, it's a great, I, I don't want to say great. I mean, the subject matter makes it so you can't be like, this is great. Everybody needs to watch it. <laughs> you probably maybe don't want mm -hmm. i don't know the the point the thing that i found interesting was he had built a 30 acre uh i want to say 30 acre uh but ranch basically called neverland ranch mm -hmm. in the middle of uh santa barbara like desert area it's in the middle of nowhere um and he called it neverland and it has its own train station it had its own like a theme park movie theater um, huge house guest house ponds everywhere i mean the format the, the landscape was just unbelievable um, and at when he passes, the state had it for sale, originally listed at a uh, $100 million asking price. Uh, and then a few years later, no buyer. So they dropped it to $67 million and still no buyer. Uh, as a result of this uh, documentary coming out with the added attention to it, it mm -hmm. is now for sale uh, for a an easy $31 million. So a third <laughs> of the original price. Yeah. So if you want a, a huge... Now, there because of this documentary, <laughs> um, I I would say that like it's going to be an interesting purchase for somebody. Mm -hmm. Like I think originally, when whenever you think of, oh, a famous person owned this house, that's kind of like maybe adds to the thing. Mm -hmm. But then when you hear some of the stories about what took place... At this house, I, I think that, that there's a reason that it's on for a third of the, the original mm -hmm. asking price. Um, and they had to rename it to a different name. Uh, so you can't, I mean, you can type in, I just typed in just now, uh, Neverland Ranch for Sale and, and found information on it. But if you actually go to the realtor's website, it's now known as like Eagle Crest something or other, <laughs> you know, trying to uh, definitely mm, make it yeah. a different thing. The ultimate uh, ranch retreat, uh, 12,500 uh, square foot mansion. Um, oh golly, it's almost a three thousand acre gated estate. Wow. Dear Gus, yeah. I was way off on that. Sorry, mm -hmm. um, sorry for downplaying that. Which I guess <laughs> makes sense if you're paying thirty one million for yes. it. Yes. Uh, but anyways, uh, yeah, yeah. And one of the uh, one of the the two guys uh, giving kind of his story and testimony. 
was a guy who was the dance choreographer for NSYNC and Britney Spears. And actually, I heard this week, too, was the guy who Britney cheated on Justin with. Ooh. So there's like... <laughs> So, like, for those of you who are like that bachelor drama you like that we just talked about a few minutes ago, uh, there you go, Wade Robson. So, uh, interesting. Yeah, it's interesting. I haven't watched this one either, but it's interesting that this documentary is coming out at the same time that the R. Kelly documentary, like, kind of in that. Same never time watched. Frame. I didn't watch that one either. Yeah. But that one, like, for me, I was never like an R. Kelly fan. That was yeah. kind of like a weird. Like, I guess the only thing I knew him from was Space Jam. <laughs> Um, and, uh, so that was like, uh, yeah, but the, the Michael stuff, there's just so much. It's just interesting to me about all the, like, there's a current movement right now in our society about speaking out and, um, calling out people in privilege about ways they're taking advantage of their privilege. So, yeah. And wow. Yeah. It's really interesting to me. Really interesting. And you, you look at this and you think if he wasn't a multi-million, almost maybe who knows how much his actual net worth was, mm-hmm. uh, famous, like so some of this stuff either got swept under the rug or they, they, they settled out of court for the first kind of round of these things. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, does that happen if he's not? So what kind mm-hmm. of access does that kind of provide for those who are, are rich and wealthy? And yep. uh, there's a lot. It's a messy, it's a messy one yeah. for sure. Yeah. So. Um, and there's two parts to it. They're both about two hours long, hour and 50 minutes or so. Um, so it feels like two full-length movies. Um, so anyways, yeah. that's, I'm just trying to give you a heads up of what you're getting yourself into. Um, <laughs> but uh, if nothing else, you should go on and, and look at the Google pictures, as I'm looking at right now, for uh, the Neverland Ranch, because it is pretty beautiful, mm-hmm. pretty amazing. But All right. All right. That'll do it for this week's episode of Say Something Interesting, part four of Where Love is Sunday. We'd love to have you back for that. We will be back next week to close out the series. Megan, have a great week. You as well, The rest of you have a great week. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye.